I hope you had a great week kicking off the book of John as we looked at John chapter 1 verses 1 to 13. Uh, We also kicked off our Sunday seminars where we began the book of Judges and you can also see that we uploaded a podcast uh, about uh, that session the other night and so you could check that out. But now we're going to turn and discuss John chapter 1 verses 14 to 18. So let me just go ahead and read that because it's a little bit of a shorter passage. It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. What I want to do uh, in this session is to maybe do something a little different from from what we normally do. Usually we're working through a passage and kind of just making some brief comments and maybe challenge you with some questions and some application thoughts. But I thought that for this passage, it would be uh, helpful to maybe actually talk a little bit about doctrine. Uh, This passage talks about who Jesus is, especially at in verse 14 and then in verse 18. Uh, And in verse 14, where it says, the word became flesh. Um, I just wanted to kind of unpack that from a theological perspective. Theology uh, is just two words. Logos, which is this word, word that we're seeing here through John, logos, and theos, which means God. So theology just means words about God. It's the, what are the correct words about God? And so what we're asking today is what are the, what are the correct words or how, what is the correct way that we should understand who Jesus is? When it says the word became flesh, what exactly does that mean? Well, uh, what it means is that the eternal son, the word, uh, he has existed forever as God and with God. There is only one God who exists in the form of three persons. This one God, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, they share one divine nature or one divine essence. And so um, all of the attributes that are common to the Father, are common to the Son, and are common to the Spirit. What that means is that if God is all-powerful, then it means the Father is all-powerful, and the Son is all-powerful, and the Holy Spirit is all-powerful. If God has a will, then it means that there's only one will of God. So that means the Father shares the same will as the Son, and the Son shares, shares the same will as the Spirit. So we worship one God who is existing eternally in three persons. So in John 1.14, when it says the word became flesh, what it means is that the, the son, the eternal son of God, the person who is the son, assumed humanity. He added human, human nature to his person. <clears throat> and so this is why I think this is important. If what we mean by the word became flesh meant that um, that the eternal son somehow turned into humanity, that he 
gave up his divinity and turned into humanity. What that means is that we actually don't see a vision of God in Jesus. That's why verse 18 is so key. Verse 18 tells us that no one's ever seen God, but it is that it is Jesus who reveals God to us, the eternal God to us. And so if the eternal son turned into man and he no longer possessed the divine nature, then he wouldn't be able to reveal God to us. But the same thing is true in the other direction. If what it means that the word became flesh is that somehow the the human nature and the divine nature were mixed with one another, or if somehow the human nature got totally absorbed into the divine nature, then Jesus also could not reveal God to us. Why? Because verse 18 tells us no one has ever seen God. No one can see God. Um, The reason that Jesus can reveal God to us is because in, in the one person of Jesus, there is both the divine nature, which has eternally been true of Jesus, and the human nature, which which only became true when Jesus was born of a virgin, Mary, and brought into this world. And so maybe you're thinking, okay, um, how do I talk about Jesus? If this is true, if, if what you're saying is correct, and Jesus, what it means that the word became flesh is that there's one person who possesses both the eternal divine nature and also possesses now a human nature. Um, How should we think about Jesus? You know, how does he act? How does he think Um, when he's doing different things? Is it his manness? Is it his godness? And this is what's helpful for me to keep in mind. While the one person, Jesus, possesses both the divine and the human nature, um, when he acts, he can only act according to that nature. So this is what I mean. Um, When Jesus ate food, we can say that God ate food, but we can only say that because there's only one person in Jesus, and that person is God. But it doesn't mean that Jesus is eating food according to his divine nature because the eternal divine God doesn't eat. He doesn't need food. He doesn't have a mouth. Uh, The same thing is true when we talk about Jesus dying on the cross. We can can say, it might not be the the best thing to do, even though there's one place in Scripture in Acts where it says this, we can say that God died. But what we have to be careful to remember is that 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 doesn't mean that Jesus died according to his divine nature. It means he died according to his human nature. And so we can can talk about Jesus in a lot of ways because he's one person. But in the back of our minds, we always know that however he's operating, uh, whatever we see him doing, he's doing according to the nature of that it's proper to do that act or to do that activity. And so um, I know this was a little different from our normal uh, segments. I hope this will help you as you get into your conversations and just marvel at the fact that God, in order to reveal himself perfectly to us, 
was willing for his son, the eternal son, to assume humanity so that we could see in one person the union of God and man, uh, both to reveal God to us and to bring us back to God. I hope you guys have a great discussion and we'll look forward to continuing in John together.